You are listening to the podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 261 for the week of July 18th, 2021. Welcome back, listeners, to yet another episode of the podcast of Ice and Fire, uh, the most infrequent but still the longest-running podcast dedicated to George R. R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire series. This week, uh, this this half of the year, actually, uh, we're back on our bullshit, continuing our semi-annual reread of uh, Feast for Crows. <laughs> Let me check the title of this book real quick. Actually, it's com- combined read, right? So it's, a, it's like a it is. combined read of, of both of these books. Yeah, we're still struggling through it. Uh, <laughs> today, we are covering John 1 and Bran 1 of Dance with Dragons. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry, as always, this is Mimi. This is Ashley. And this is Amin. And it feels weird to be the, the third person here. We've got both of you here. I feel like I probably should have just said that. I, I should have done the intros first, right, before I explain what we're doing. I sure. forgot what order it goes. It doesn't matter. Like, we're here is what matters. People are happy to have us back, even infrequently. We're talking about that before we started. It's, just, it's, it's 10 years now, basically. This is the 10-year mark from A Dance with Dragons, right? Yeah, I think it was, what, July 11th or something? Um, I remember getting it mid-July. I remember that, 11th, mm-hmm. 12th, something like that. And uh, you know what's funny? It's, uh, it's my friends were talking about how do you handle cliffhangers and TV shows and, and other stuff. I'm like, hey, I've been waiting for 10 years for Dancing Dragons. Right? That's easy. Yeah. One or two years for a season is no problem. <laughs> it's wild, right? I, I mean, I still remember that I had like what I think I'd taken some time off work actually just in anticipation of dance coming out and went to like a midnight release at a bookstore. And it is, uh, you can tell that a decade has transpired in between because at that book release, I won a trivia contest because of how much I knew about the series. And now doing this reread, I'm like, who is this character? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. I do see that if if you're not constantly versed in it, even I've been like losing stuff. I'm like, well, who are these guys again? Sometimes like you, you just, you have to stay versed if you want to keep it there. But I think it, a lot of the knowledge is there. It just comes back slowly during the course of the reread. I, I think our reread is perfectly, I've always said it's perfectly matched George's writing pace. That's that's, that's why we're pacing ourselves. <laughs> Hopefully he's not forgetting as much right. about the, the plot points <laughs> as I am given this pace. Because I feel like also there's been so much more lore, just, you know, canon lore mm. um, since Dance. And I know that some of that we've been uh, keeping abreast of. But... I just still feel like at this point, especially when it comes to like the Targaryen lineage and all of that backstory, I feel like there's probably some finer details that I've just completely forgotten by now. Oh, nowadays, I think I know Targs better than I know Game of Thrones characters just because there's been so much more Targ stuff lately than anything else coming out. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. You could tell that's where... Uh, George's head's been at. He's like, you know what? Let me just bring these fools back. Uh, they're way more fun to write. He's just not as constrained with that because he can just do what he wants there and he has different different ways of telling a story. Like, you know, has just one maester telling it instead of the different viewpoints. But I think you feel, you feel a lot more difficult to wrap this story up in the current timeline. Right, because at this point, right, there's so many knots with where, yeah, I feel this, like where the Targs, characters are. He, he, he's got an ending that's solid with the Targs. <laughs> like, they're already dead. <laughs> <laughs> his writing can't grow and twist in a way that takes it in a different direction. Now, these chapters, um, were they in this TV show that I've heard so much about? Well, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, uh, we avoid generally, even if they were, we wouldn't really go into it. But I don't think so necessarily. Maybe some aspects of them were. But by the time it got to this point, it was already diverging hugely. Like It was hard to make direct 
Yeah, the show didn't really have time for conversations <laughs> when there could be boobs on the screen or battles. So, so yeah, well, you have to make time for what's important. Yeah. Um, can't be any wolf dreams in the mix here. Mm-hmm. And that's how we open John 1, right? We do, but I, I do want to mention one other thing is Comic-Con at Home, which is coming out. I'll have this episode out before this weekend. So Comic-Con, like last year, unfortunately, is it had to go online because of the pandemic. But uh, I do have good news in that regard. Is uh, I've, I'm doing a podcasting panel. I'm hosting and moderating podcasting panel, Podcasting 101, which, which will be broadcast on uh, Saturday, July 24th at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And then it should be on YouTube after that. So you, you don't have to watch it live. It'll be there. But it's basically me hosting, moderating panel with a lot of uh, Vassals of Kings Rave <laughs> podcasters and some other Way people. to go. That's yeah. so, so exciting to me. Now, is this a video? It is. Yes, it's a video. Uh, are you wearing a mask or something? I just have my podcasting uh, user icon or something. It's not, yeah. <laughs> I don't show up. It's video, except I'm the moderator, right? So I, can, I just moderate from the distance as usual. But the, the rest of the panelists do show up in video. So you can see some vassals of Kingsbury. One of these days, Amin is going to show his face. And he's, uh, <laughs> he's only just, you know, hey, I have my face played on the website. anonymous I just, I just to don't give, uh, not to show the rest detail. of us up. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I actually applied for this a couple of years in a row. I was just like, you know, Comic-Con is so hard to get a panel. We got our Ice and Fire Game of Thrones one, but this is the first one that's something different because it's just podcasting in general. And my hope is if this goes well, and I think it will, is we could do it again in in person once we have the, you know, next 2022 should be back in person. We could all meet up there and do a podcasting panel together. Well, that's really exciting. I mean, if there's anyone who knows about how to keep a podcast going, it's you. So. (laughs) But you would be able to all be on it, because it wouldn't be you know Game of Thrones related; it's just podcasting in general, and you could meet Ashley in person. Finally. Finally, right? That's. I feel like once Ashley and I finally meet in person, it will. The just, book will be released the next day. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> just from uh, just from an, a, another couple of states over, George right. will feel the energy. Uh, he will oh, maybe say, he'll be there. I have maybe it in if, me. If to... the book's being released, he'll he'll be like back at Comic Con, so we can meet up for dinner 2.0. <laughs> See, you can bring bring your kids next. <laughs> I get the other boob signed. That's right. If you got to complete the the pair, I guess. Okay. Well, that that's yeah, good. So I'll I'll put up the link to that uh, with this episode. To be able, it should be on YouTube, but uh, I'll put up the link if, if this comes up before, so they can go to the Comic Con website and see it live. Awesome, that's really exciting. Well, hopefully by next year it'll be in person and everything. But it's nice that in the meantime you found a way to get in on a panel there. For sure. All right, so let's yeah get into the chapters as you said. I guess I can do the recap for the first one, John one from The Dance of Dragons, and it starts with him. Um, warging into ghosts into one of his wolf dreams and seeing uh, like it's providing information about what's happened to the other wolves and the other uh, members of the pack and then John wakes up and has a little uh, spat with the raven <laughs> and uh, most of the chapter is really John is speaking with uh, Stannis and sparring with him a bit and uh, he has some interesting, interesting discussion with Melisandre as well so it's mostly a just a conversation chapter but a, an important one it gets useful information out and a lot to cover there. So that's the recap, basically. I guess we can start with the wolf dreams. And uh, there's actually a lot of information packed into there. For example, like um, I think it shows Shaggy Dog fighting like a goat creature or something. And people, even just from that, figured out that he's probably on Skagos. Mm-hmm. So that's one there. And then it shows Nymeria with her pack of like hundreds of like smaller wolves. And they're, they're prowling around and uh, killing 
you know, not just horses and cows and stuff. They've been killing people <laughs> as well. So, so we know there. they're further south, right? Because exactly. the hills are warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The information is all provided there. And then, then I think they don't, you can't really sense summer. So I guess summer, because summer is on the other side of the wall. And so it's, it's hard to, I, I'm guessing that's why you can't detect where summer is. So I think that there's been a little like, um, little discussion about this four remained and one, the white wolf can no longer sense. Does he mean one of the four ghost can't sense or four? And then there was one making it five. Mm. I thought well, it was one of the I four. Mean, yeah. Cause what, there's, there's two dead at this point too. So, I mean like that was the number wouldn't add up. Right. If it right. was, he would say one, he'd say two can't be. So, so when he, I think he's referring to like, there's four of us and one of them I can't sense, which would be Summer, I guess, right? Because he doesn't really mention Summer in detail. Yeah, it was probably just the way that, that he wrote that, right? Like. Yeah, it was ambiguous. In the text itself, it's ambiguous. I just, yeah, I, I support Ashley's interpretation because if it was two, then they would have said two, right? There's two that are dead. So mm-hmm. why is it one that he can't sense? Although it's Skagos, so Skagos okay, is north of the wall, so I guess for some, but, it, but it's on an on island. It's a, really. Yeah. <laughs> the magic doesn't extend. The wall, it only goes along the, it's wired internet. It's not Wi-Fi, so it doesn't get, get over. Well, it's part of Skagos is north of the wall. Part is south, actually. I'm looking at the map. So I guess it doesn't really count. It's, but anything north of the wall by land. Has it been established if white walkers can swim? Like, that, that was always kind of a point <laughs> that was, you know, what if they just got boats? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, you're right. I don't know if they can swim, but it, it, or, or it can get through water. I suppose they could just take over boats, right? Couldn't they? <laughs> well, on the other hand, it's like maybe you could freeze it. You could freeze a land bridge, like an ice bridge or something, right? Maybe the white, the others can't cross that way, and then they'd probably lose their power over the dead things. If I don't. Know. Oh wait, they did bring a hand. No, no, that didn't happen in the book. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it it it, it it's just I'm, the way when he says he can't detect oh. it, I think it's the wall that's blocking, like the detection, like the wall kind of blocks things. Yeah. Okay. So the they no. How does that in, happen? In the show they brought the body, but in the books it was a hand, and it, it was moving, but then it eventually died by the time they brought it to Kingsland. In, in the books they bring a body through the wall, and then it then it starts killing people, right? And John has to kill. Remember the very start of the first book, like uh, John like burns like this guy. Right. Well, they they also brought them through. The guy had died north of the wall because I think in, in Dance with Dragons, John puts corpses into like some guys died and he puts them in the ice cells to see if they come back and they don't. But I don't think they died north of the wall. It's almost like you have to be infected north of the wall, and then you bring them through, and then they might be able to be active. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> tangent <laughs> aside. Yeah, a big tangent on that one. But uh, what else happens in that dream? I don't remember much else in the dream, but it was. It, it, well, other than like initially when he woke up, I was like, John is really like aware of his warging and stuff. Like, I didn't remember him being that aware of this stuff, but I guess he would be because he just met a lot of skin changes with the wall, right? He's aware of all this stuff, right? It's not unusual to him that he can have his own wolf dreams. It's just normal. Has he, I mean, has he always had them though? I think he's always had them rarely, maybe, but it's just not that regularly coming. Like, he had a bit, of, he always had that connection to ghosts, but. Mm-hmm. Like since he's already dealt with other skin changes before and that kind of stuff, like it's it's not something unusual to him. So why not like embrace that he has the capability to do this? And why do we think that intensifies for him here, right? Because I know that like Bran is cognizant of what he's doing mm-hmm. as as they you know as he is you know getting getting into the whole working business. Uh, but it always seems like Bran is very much like something that he is aware of and moving towards. And Jonna, I don't know if like 
if that is uh, part of his story arc, you know, as much. It's not as much because he doesn't traditionally fit. Like, he's, oh, he's doing all this politics stuff. He's talking with Stannis. He's Lord Commander. Like, how does this fit into it? But it, but it, he just has such a connection with ghosts. But you're right. Why is it intensifying now? I don't know. Um, other than is it I guess just being you, up north or? Yeah, being up north. I mean, well, they, they talk about it later. Being, being close to the wall is a magical area. Melisandre mentions that. Mm. It's a, one of, like, the hinges of the world. So maybe that helps it, number one. But number two, just story-wise, if John is going to survive by, like, living in ghosts temporarily, like, I think that's kind of what Melisandre sees. Like, she has a vision later in the books where she, like, sees John and then, like, sees a wolf and then sees John again. So if he's going to, like, temporarily, his spirit's going to go into ghosts, that that connection needs to be strong in the first place. So maybe just thematically, they're kind of building that up. George is building up that connection. And Arya has wolf dreams too, right? She does, and not only that, mm-hmm. she even skin changes into a cat, I think, because but that's how she's, she's, mm-hmm. she's not aware of it, though. Mm. But she is aware, aware of skin changing into, like, she's actually more skilled than John in turns into another animal. But, but she not, didn't do that voluntarily. Mm, maybe she's kind of forced into it because of her, because if she's, like, blind, it's almost she got forced into that. Yeah, it, it wasn't Yeah. her usual situation. She almost got forced into that avenue, but, yeah. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's like she, she's more skilled in the fact that she can do different animals, but but she's not. But she's also less aware of her ability to do it. True to a, yeah. to an extent, although I do think like she's a, she does realize Cat is dead from that vision, right? So maybe, but again, I'm, I'm not sure if she consciously really thinks about Nymeria. I'm Nymeria, or just accepts the vision. But uh, she does. But it could just be that Arya does like is not as connected with her wolf, obviously, since she is. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, they've been split up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time, time-wise, and just distance-wise, but I think she still, even from, I think she still sees Nymeria from Essos. I'm feeling that she does, which is incredible. Like the distance, this can work. But uh, yeah, I, I find that the whole warrior interesting. So we'll see what happens with that with John. Um, yeah, I did actually. You know, when I read these chapters, I went back and read the prologue of this book. Um, hmm. Just because who this Varimir, and uh, I read that prologue, and I was just thinking like, uh, ugh. This is intense. George's writing is very intense. Um, but that, yeah, no, I remember reading that prologue again and just thought, like, Jesus, this stresses me out. Yeah, well, the lucky Varmir died because he was kind of dangerous. Like, he had quite a quite a strong abilities. Uh, but he then he just gets taken out <laughs> to happenstance, essentially. But he could have been dangerous. Yeah, but God, what a sad backstory he had, you know? Yeah. So depressing. And then just like the end for him, you know, just that the way that that prologue, you know, was laid out. And I know that's not one of the chapters we were assigned, but, you know, it's fine. look at me having read three chapters. <laughs> um, but I, I did think that there was just a very clear parallel between, you know, how, how this one played out and just how a Game of Thrones opened, you know? Yeah, I think I think it is relevant. I mean, Varamir is, is relevant, particularly for the next, like for Bran's chapter, but just generally just to get the whole... Let's go back to warging. Let's go back to how this works, and, and it's going to be important. So that's maybe one of the reasons why he was in the prologue to kind of drive that through. Um, mm-hmm. And these two chapters in general, like I mean, they're good chapters. And then the North, just the North, is the best part of the Dance of Dragons. That's what I always thought. The North storyline is the yeah. best. Well, and, and going along with that storyline, I guess like John. I mean, first he has that <laughs> Mormon's Raven is like bothering him and wants corn and wants food, and John throws a pillow at him and, and misses. And then it, it tells a ghoulish story of how the, the raven actually ate Mormont, right? Like, it was, like, eating from his corpse, apparently. Like, uh, I don't remember that. 
But I'm, I must have glanced over that part of the chapter. I don't remember <laughs> that description. It said like he, he was he'd be in Mormon's Ravens for many years, but it didn't stop him from eating his face when he died. Uh, which yeah. which actually kills the theory that Mormon himself skin changes into the, the raven. Yeah. I don't think you'd eat yourself if you. Well, I didn't realize that was a theory out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's dead. It's a dead. It's a, I don't think that would have happened in that case. That's the case. And then he has to deal with Stannis. Essentially, Stannis is trying to take over some of the the castles at the wall at the wall and the forts at the walls and give give it to his men. John refuses and basically just annoys him, but. Apparently, Stannis is starting to respect him from that. <laughs> Only threatened to kill him twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is good. I guess Stannis does respect getting the truth, getting honesty, and not, he doesn't want to deal with lick spittles and stuff. Like he, yeah. he, want, he would want some, you know, something from John, but he still admires that he's willing to talk to him and speak the truth to him. He is in, like, a situation. Like, there's, there's not, like, a win. Like... They can't give anything to Stannis, but Stannis has to give something to his followers. So it's like they really are kind of in a pickle. Yeah, I mean, because he needs to. He's not getting. He's only has uh, the Carstarks. Yeah, they talk about that. Only the Carstarks have declared. And Stannis is like this guy, the only honorable guy up here. And Carstark himself is false, right? He's not yep. actually declared for Stannis. It's just a false allegiance. So it's kind of funny when he says that. But uh, no one's going for him. It makes you ponder that alternate universe if john actually had just got had, had actually declared for stannis from the very start like would they have gotten more allegiance well they probably would have right well, i think a lot of the problem is that the, the the northern houses still don't really believe what's going on at the wall either they're mm. they're kind of in denial about it too so they, they don't really see there as a being a threat and so why, why do they care what the heck stannis is doing yeah, and I guess the, the Wyman might still have his own plans anyway. He might, even if John did become a Stark and go with Stannis, might not fit into his plans exactly. So I don't know. It's it's, it's an interesting. What if? But he he's turned down Stannis. That is, the Stannis is still mad about this. It. So like he likes to gnaw on his grievances. That that description is given in the chapter, which is accurate. I did like this um this comment that ad makes here it says they'll prune you when you least expect it <laughs> good old ad. and i was just kind of looking to see like mm, wait who were all the brothers that stabbed john uh because you know pruning mm-hmm. yeah and, and, and melisandre pruning. warns about that too she's saying you have all these enemies and daggers in the dark like she's trying to warn john about that mm-hmm. john does make one good move in this chapter with regard to that he brings iron emmet over or he talks about how he brought iron emmet over to work to train the lads there, so he's he, he needs to bring good men around him. That's good. The problem is he sends a lot of good men away during the course of the book, and so he has less good people around him. Yeah, he didn't want to. What was it? He didn't want to be look like he was favoring his friends, or yeah, he wanted to distance himself to try to be a better leader, and that was big mistake. Not not <laughs> yeah. Didn't didn't work out the way. He doesn't he doesn't even like having guards with him. But it's, it's like you, you're in a different role now. Like you have to. You, you need good people around you you can trust and that's if that means favoring your own people well, so be it because you trust them so he learns that by the end we'll see we'll see when he comes back <laughs> that uh how how it'll be but uh he sends too many good people away unfortunately but this time he has iron emmet there which is useful i mean i know obviously reading from john's perspective we understand why john does the things that he does or whatever but do you let me when you do the reread do you look at it to see like 
what his bros in the watch are seeing, you know, with his actions, right? Mm. Like that he's yeah. not really acting like a Lord commander. Yeah. He makes, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, and he's willing to let the wildlings come through. Like there's, there's an argument he said for the people that killed him, especially, well, especially when he actually gets killed at the end of the book where he's apparently going to go move March South. Like that really is like not appropriate. Right. So then the argument he said, you can, you can see the, an argument for killing him, but the problem is it's too late. Like if you think, okay, like he's going to move South and, we need to kill him. Well, the wildlings were all already through the wall already. It's too late. Like, if you're going to do that, you should do that earlier. Killing him doesn't really solve anything. Now it's just going to be chaos up there. Yeah, that, that I don't know what they were thinking with that. I mean, like, I understand why they um, rebelled. Them, like, yeah. it does make sense. Yeah. Uh, John is young. He hasn't been on the wall for as long as they have. They, he, he doesn't have the hatred for the wildlings that they've developed over the years of fighting mm-hmm. them. So it, it makes more sense that they are far more biased against them. But at this point, they they're they're on the other side of the wall. If you <laughs> kill John, he's the one who's you know keeping them in line at the moment. Yeah. It, it, it's self defeating. It, right. It, 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 but they and they didn't do that though until he finally said he was going to march south. So I, I get maybe that's what the final trigger. But I don't know. It, that whole that whole chapter when we when we get to it in five or six years will be interesting. <laughs> <to>. <laughs> To discuss because it's, it's very off it's one of the few times where, where, where george is like and they talked for a few hours and it's like well what happened like for those who are just like time skip i didn't go on any of the details of what was happening so it's a bit of a weird chapter and just the description when he's getting stabbed but uh in this chapter melisandre is warning about that she's walking home with them and talking about the magic at the wall and offering to help them but he doesn't trust her and I know that I change my opinion on Stannis every time that we <laughs> podcast because uh, I can't remember what I thought about <laughs> what I expressed about Stannis before. But I just think like, oh, I love how salty he is. He's just uh, that, that's pretty so, much what you, your opinion was before. <laughs> OK, OK, good. <laughs> I'm glad that after a decade, that's still holding fast. and just like, oh, I love a petty bitch. Uh, and he is. He's so bitter. Yeah, even if his supporters would accept that he's salty, like that's that's part of his yeah, character. He's got some good one-liners in this chapter. True. Yep. <laughs> this is right. He's like, <laughs> he's, I'm being roasted by a ten-year-old. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's they have good interactions generally. Oh, the other thing Stannis said that was interesting is Stannis himself said he spent hours speaking with Mance. Like that. I'm like, okay, that's. He knows the worth of the guy. They actually get information from him. Like a lot of floors would not have done that. Like Stannis, even though he's been killed, Mance, he's actually trying to get. And he says that he's trying to get information from Mance. He's trying to learn from, like, what he knows about the the, the others and all that stuff. So he's actually capable and, in that sense. And I would assume Melisandre was probably there too. So yeah, she got getting to know Mance as well, right? Yeah, it's probably why she did the switcheroo. Yeah, it, it, does Stannis know about the switcheroo? I thought says no, right? He doesn't know about the switcheroo. I'm thinking no. Yeah. But you know this line here that when John talks about like two kings to wake the dragon, the father first and the son, so both die kings. And maybe it's just how where my head's been at, but I was just thinking about like um, Summerhall. Hmm. But but in this case, it seems very like petty. Like like these are really kings. Like they're just wildly. Of the north, is it really that easy to have a king? Well, then let's just line, let's put ten people in line for the throne and kill each one one by one, one by one. And then we have ten kings. Like it's, it's <laughs> don't think it works that way. That's not the kind of the point of the series is that anybody can just call themselves a king. <laughs> yeah, so then just do that. Just declare like 
Dolores at a king and then kill him, and then you have, you have a third <laughs> king's blood now. It's like it's, it's got to be some value to that blood, I think. Yeah, I think Stannis just doesn't understand blood magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't understand why Melisandre's going around burning everybody who's, you know, like, is it like, you know, like, if enough people believe, then there's magic in it, or? Interesting. You know. Is it Targaryen blood, so, maybe? What? Oh, I guess I was just thinking, like, um, you know, we talk about, like, two, two kings to wake the dragon, and I was thinking about Summerhall, right? Like, I don't know if any, because that, that, the whole point is they're trying to raise a dragon, right? Um, well, Master Amon says that in this chapter that people have done worse to try to do this, right? So, like, and they failed or they killed people. So you're right, like people. But do you see what you're saying? Specifically, Summerhall, two kings died. Like a few people died there, right? Well, egg, right? Egg and died. In the small. Uh, the egg and and his son, small. right? And uh, egg son died there, or yeah, I think so. I believe so, and that was the day that Rhaegar was born. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it suggests that's a lot closer interpretation than Melisandre, right? She, she herself is saying that whatever they see is true, they just misread it. Well, she's just misreading it all the time. That's her problem. She, she's way, she's she's like the lowest member of her class. The highest is like Makaro or something, where he's like able to just predict everything, and then she's just like the worst. She's like the flunky mm-hmm. who had to like go overseas to get a job. You couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't even... <laughs> Do you ever wonder, maybe that's what she, you know, that's kind of maybe what happened. She's like she. She's so determined to find her glory mm-hmm. that she's looking for it in the smallest of signs. No, the, it 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 lines up like the fact that she, going to Westeros is like the bottom of the barrel for them. Like why, like they said, like the people they sent over Soros of Mir. Yeah, he was just like a drunkard. They sent over like okay, let's send him over. Like, it's not a very good assignment to go over there. She probably was not as good, but once she got over, it, I mean, she, now she's at a powerful place. She's, her powers are growing, and she's at the wall too. So. She improved in terms of her powers, but her predictions are a bit off. Well, I think that's it. That's all I have on this chapter, except for the Sir Godfrey, the giant slayer, is really annoying. You remember him? He's trying to like fight John. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, you fear, you fear me," and then he repeats it. He repeats it for the his slow friends who couldn't catch. He had to repeat his <laughs> joke over and over again for them <laughs> to, to get it. But uh, I think he's still alive, Godfrey. You'd like to see something happen to him? We'll see later. He, he like he just ran down giant who was fleeing already like he didn't even do anything worthy of note right uh, honestly I, I, he's so worthy i forgot about him <laughs> does his name like a play on god fearing mm. you're right godfrey fairing mm. interesting george is running out of names in his generator huh? <laughs> no no you're right it could be a pun it could be a joke that's that's entirely possible yeah but we have man woody in this thing for <laughs> oh, but this was just a reminder in this chapter what what John does with Gilly. Mm. Oh, with the switch up of the babes? Like, he's planning that already, right? He's trying to hide, hide yeah. careful here. Yeah, you can tell, like, he's like, don't give anything away. Mm. Um, but then I was like, oh, wait, yeah, that happens, you know? On this side of two kids, I'm like, uh? Well, yeah. Avon gave him bad advice. He said, kill the boy, kill the boy. And, and, and you, but he goes too far and just becomes too harsh for no reason. Or, like, it just, it seems like that advice didn't help him, actually. Should have been keep yes, all your good men John around to him. Kill the boy too, literally. I know exactly. Well, he, he needs someone with him right now to mentor. Like that's part that's of the problem. problem. He's not nobody there. He's forced yeah. to rule with nobody better. I mean, the same thing with Danny, as well. Like a lot of the, the, these, the two books were read together. They, they're both ruling without really good. Well, I guess you have Barristan there, but still, like they're both struggling with rule. 
That's essentially what they're doing. If y'all were if y'all were running things in Westeros, who do you think you would be doing it like? I'd Man be of- dead by now. <laughs> <laughs> All I know if I, if I had a giant direwolf I could work with and it was like my buddy, I keep them around at twenty four seven. I would not send them away. And if there's a boar that's getting away, it's in the boar away. <laughs> so that should be the advice. Keep your wolf like around you twenty four hours. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, how old is John at this point? Like, canon, right? Like, I couldn't imagine. Uh, you're like 18 at I this mean, point, very, something like that? He's still very young. I mean, he's, he's 17, still 18. Young. He's wise for his years, yeah. but uh, he's developing. But, you know, everyone's got different vibes, and he's just like that manager who thinks he's like, he's got a pl- he's got an idea, he's got a plan, you know, but like uh, making a bunch of mistakes, man. A bunch of missteps, yeah. and the perception is is obviously what his men see. Well, he also makes some good moves as well. It's just, it's just too late. They don't come back in time. Like, he makes a deal with uh, the Iron Bank, I think, as well. Like, send themselves up to them. Like, he, he makes some good stuff, but it's just too late for him. But that, that's all I have for this chapter, I think. Is, are you both done or anything else? I'd be doing it like Illyrio, you know? <laughs> like, who's that Who's that one that's always eating? Uh, <laughs> I like whatever his vibe is. All right, next chapter. Next chapter. Okay, let's go on to the Bran 1 chapter, which is uh, shorter. It's uh, Bran's traveling north with the rest of the crew, and they're with cold hands. And they're starting, actually, to fear cold hands because he doesn't talk much. He's got cold iron hands to try to figure out what he is. And uh, Bran is constantly warging into summer as well, and uh, he's skin-changing into Hodor as well, which I didn't realize he kept doing that later on. So that's something to discuss, but... uh, Essentially, this they... chapter made me hungry and tired. <laughs> Not for man meat. <laughs> and morally concerned for Bran. Yes, exactly. Mo- right. <laughs> yes. Because I went back and read the extra credit chapter, um, I was like, you're not supposed to be doing that, Bran. Even, even uh, the wildlings frown on it. He's aware that Hodor is terrified when he does it, too. Yeah. He's, he's not... But he, he justifies. So, he says, this oh. is this shit is problematic. Brand. Yeah. He self justifies. You are canceled for this because you are. This is assault, and that's Hodor. That's your yeah. boy. It is mental. He doesn't it's mental want assault. It. Yeah, exactly. And, and he just tricks himself. He's like, oh, Hodor's getting used to it. He's he, he's just he's just giving in. It's like what? Like that's not the case. He's just trying to justify. That's that's creepy abuser talk. Exactly. I don't, it I don't is. Where this is going. Yes. It's well, really. I, I, I mean, I guess he does this so he can fight off the whites. But like, I mean, I, you know, not to be a brand apologist, but I suppose if you're just cooped up in a basket and you can't move, you know. I like, mean, if you have the choice between a wolf who's self-insulated with fur and Hodor, who would you pick? I, I'd go for a wolf that looks <laughs> me. That's true, but maybe he's always wanted to be tall. Um, <laughs> I just feel like you know, especially with Varamir having talked about like what he learned from Hagen, right? Like that is an abomination. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, the, but the, I don't think. We're Wait, no, like no. Right? He said to somebody as a as a wolf was an abomination. The worst thing was taking over people. Like that was the absolute worst was taking over people. It was, um, but I I think the way the chapter is written, we're not supposed to like that. We're supposed to be like, there's something wrong with Bran here. Like it's, he's getting darker. Mm-hmm. Well, does isn't he just eating people though? Right. He's in still form, tasting yeah. it, right? Yeah, when he's in wolf form. Well, did they say cold hands found a pig? Where did he find a pig? <laughs> yeah, I, when I was reading that, I'm like, is it a pig? Is it? I don't know if that's a pig. 
Oh, really? Like, did they describe the pig? They didn't. They just lied. They just, oh, said, it was, you, you, they just you, said it was pig meat. You are right. It, it, and, and, and isn't pig meat close to human meat? That's the whole point. You can get like, I, uh, you can get their hearts. I couldn't tell you. No? <laughs> I don't know. He said like, uh, you know, the ranger found a sow, but we know that he had just like that cold hands dipped and just killed those black brothers, right? Like he saw that. No, no, no you're right. That, that I think that's a good point. I think it, 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 it because they had all the cold hands killed. And those black brothers were specifically the ones that betrayed Mormon. They were some of the people that were running away from the Craster's keep. So I suppose you could think that they might have also had a pig with them, but I don't think that's the case. They probably just he finished them off and then he brought the food he's like oh well i'll just tell them it's pork <laughs> yeah brands out here eating turncoat flesh you know so mm. i think that that is like that is the concern when i read that i was like oh mm, th- don't these, they say it's like delicious are the- or something or do they say it tastes weird i don't remember that yeah, yeah, at least they're so hungry well they yeah. hadn't eaten in like three days so yeah. mm. there you go so that that probably happened so yeah that, but i think brand knows that right because like Oh, he can tell Brandon them. thinks the ranger killed a pig. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he thinks that again. Like, his thoughts are are just trying to like. He, it seems like he's talking himself into that, right? Mm. Interesting. Because there's no reason to repeat it if Brand wasn't trying to convince himself that Cold Hands found a pig, right? Yeah, that that works for me. <laughs> I, he, I, he would he, recognize the taste he, having been in summer, right? Like, and he might even rec- like he well, could tell that. Summer's eating them raw. They had a fire. Yeah. And that, I mean, I don't know. I feel like maybe he does, and that is his way of just, like, lying to himself and just saying, like, this is... I don't even... Does Brian even eat? He did. Um, yeah, I, I think that he was telling himself that so that his mind wouldn't wander to think about, where did he find a pig? Mm. So he was just saying, oh, yeah, he just got a pig. Not, not questioning it. Just said a boar or something, wild boar. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't say in this chapter that he ate it. Let's see. Didn't. He's probably full from eating the carpaccio. But see, I'm just looking at the end of the chapter there to see if it gives more detail. Well, I, I don't think Jojen and Mira knew that. Cold hands had just killed a bunch of people at that no, point too, they so they not. had no yeah. reason to hesitate. They didn't, but you see, yeah. just like in the previous like page before that, Bran was already out there. Oh, Hodor was yeah. t- tearing eagerly at a chunk of hot charred flesh as blood and grease ran down his beard. <laughs> so you know, just as a checklist, you know, Bran has done two of the abominations, and let us just hope he has not made it uh, uh. as a wolf with a wolf. But he faced he faces Varamir, right? Like the Varamir is actually in the older wolf, I think. Um, yeah, that's that's why I went back because I I saw that he was in this uh, that he recognized and that he had conquered him. But he's I mean he's still there, right? Like he didn't kill him. He just yeah, exactly. He's still in the pack. But but Varamir is slowly losing his humanity too. Anyway, he's going to eventually be absorbed into the the wolf. But now he's even he has to follow orders now. Um, and Jojen is generally is slowly dying. I think he seems to get he's getting weaker anyway. Like that, the way he's described, and he's like, I just have to make it there. It almost lends credence to the idea that he may, like, I mean, there's the theory that he's been killed or he died, at, at, and he's being fed to Bran. Like that, that actually is in line. Wait, with what? Oh, you don't remember Jojen paste? Jojen paste theory, like, because the, uh, Bran eats like this very bitter like stuff at the they give him to eat while he's when he's at the with, with Blood Raven at the end of the book and. Jojen's like not around, and Mira, I think, is crying. So the theory is that maybe he's being fed 
Jojen as like kind of as like a sacrifice, like again, like death pays for this magic thing, or maybe Jojen was dead anyway, like he was dying anyway. That's that's a theory. Now, this the fact that he's just like slowly wasting away. I think right, like, like Jojen no- knows when he's going to die, so yes. he he knew there was no point in trying to live, and that you know like because he's gonna die on this day anyways. So and he says, "I just have to make it there, right?" So he knows he's yeah. gonna die when he gets there. And he, he's just gonna either be killed or he die. I suppose they they would kill him. Like, I don't know if it matters. Maybe if he's just dead and he's to give him the blood, he's got. I, I don't. I don't think they killed him. I think he just died. He's, he sounds not long for this world. Given that theory, it's kind of in line that they're already being cannibals already <laughs> right now right so you kind of in the line in that sense but uh i don't i don't remember this, 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 this i don't this remember not, this this is not a theory that, that came out actually maybe it did came out right when the book came out maybe maybe a little year or two after but it, it's just called jojen face jojen face the idea is just jojen is being fed to brand they're giving him that like very bad tasting uh it, he thinks it's, well, it's like crushed up acorns or something but it's just from his blood and then that power is being used to power brand essentially to make him have increased abilities we don't have confirmation we don't know if it's true or not but uh it's outside of the realm of crackpot i think hmm. so we'll get to that when we get to it I yeah guess. Like, when, uh, when you reread the scene it does it, it does make sense it, it fits yeah because he's so weak he, he knows when you're gonna die right so it's in line with he doesn't even bother to feed himself. He's just got to make it there and then whatever happens to him. Just a kind of a bad outcome from him. It's like... Yeah, it must be so weird, like... You know, the the fact that he knows he's going to die. Like, that, that that's just so morbid. And... Yeah. The, the, the way he just accepts his life as this one purpose and just lives to do that one purpose and mm. nothing else matters. And it's just... So what if he doesn't go up north then? Does he just die that same day? Like it's like it seems like you have the capability to avoid that, or he would he would have just died. Maybe are you saying that maybe he has like a heart defect or something? He's gonna die anyway that day. He knows. No, I think it's yeah. just a fate thing. Like he knows that he's going to go beyond the wall with Bran and uh, meet the Three Eye Raven and die. I think he's just always known that and never tried to do anything to fight it. Like maybe he knows like that is necessary for them to have a chance to win. Like if he doesn't do that, then just he's gonna die anyway. Maybe, but. I don't know. The end, the end of the chapter kind of ties into that a bit because they're trying to deal with like what is cold hands and like how was he created and he said he's a monster. You're a monster. The Raven echoes. It's like why is it your monster? That that is yeah. That that was that was something I latched on. I'm like wait a minute. What does that mean? Your monster. Yeah. Shouldn't it be like Blood Raven's monster? Like I don't. Or a monster. That. The yore could be important. I don't know. Don't know why, unless like there's some kind of like impact with. Uh, wait, doesn't doesn't um, Bran have like a view of the past like, at some point? When you yeah. say yore, it implies that Bran created him somehow. Yeah, which... it gets it gets into the whole like can of worms of time time stuff because I, you know, I think when when Bran is seeing all those visions, yeah, I think yeah, it's late in the book. There's a part where Bran like sees Eddard or someone, like he sees Eddard through the trees, and then he's like father and then eddard like looks up he's like what was that like it's like did he actually impact oh, something you remember that so like, maybe f- future bran did something. something through the where 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 would find it's internet. not supposed to work that way you're not supposed to be able to affect the past but it, like if that's but a it's brand brand can do things that <laughs> normal yeah. people but but if you but let's assume that it seems like that. it goes against like Sorry, it doesn't seem like it goes against the tenets of like the old gods. Uh... It does. You, you know, you're, you're entirely right, Mimi. That, that's the point I made when I when I thought about that. Is is 
the, the way it's supposed to work is the trees are essentially just a database. They're like they're like a video database. Like they're a hard drive of all the videos and stuff, right? You can go and look what happened. But when you go and look at videos, you don't change the past. You can edit a video, but it doesn't change the past. So the fact that you can change the past doesn't make sense, right? Like the 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 old gods actually make sense. Like they scientifically make sense. They're essentially just like a hard drive of memory. So yes, you could go watch everything, but you couldn't affect it. But it's almost like if by editing a video, you could change the past. It doesn't make any sense, but that seems to be the argument or the the idea, like that he might be able to do it. But it just doesn't make sense the way the old god is described. But anyway, mm. something, something to think about. Let's, let's just assume that it is true. Let's assume that Bran will affect the past. Do you think that's a good idea, or do you think that's going to just be too hard? Like time travel is always hard, hard to handle, right? And maybe that's why George isn't finishing the next book. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should drop that storyline that it's just speculation now. But just the your monster part is, I mean, the, the, the other safer interpretation could just be that it's your monster in the sense that I will soon be your monster. Like you, you're going to take Blood Raven's place. And I'm just like one of your servants or something, right? You're a monster. Like, you're going to make more of me or something. Like, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. I'm your monster. You're destined to be, like, I'm going to be following your orders. Uh, that's that's the more conservative interpretation. Now, as far as we had left it, Cold Hands was, the identity was not divulged, right? No, it's not. Uh, it's not, right? And it, I think when, it, when he was first shown, we all thought, oh, maybe this is... Uh, Benjamin, but we thought it was Benjamin. Yeah, right? but but Bran would have recognized him, I think, right? And and uh, this chapter, I don't think shows too much of him, but still, again, I think they see enough of him. I think he would have recognized him if it was Benjamin. So yeah, I don't yeah, think it's Benjamin. I Benjen. thought George confirmed it wasn't, but maybe. Oh, he might have. He might have confirmed in one of those. Like, I, question, I, I could questions. be misremembering. Yeah. No, it's it's possible. But yeah. I think isn't. Uh, I guess maybe I was thinking like. Cold Hands has been around a long time, right? True, exactly. It's been such a it cannot be Benjamin, right? Yeah, yeah, right. I think that's mentioned as well. Yeah, he's just he's just a, a one of the former brothers of the Watch, useful tool for Black uh, Blood Raven. Like he's not Benjamin. Well, don't Maybe you think he's, he's one of the Raven's teeth? Because they took the black oh, with. Yeah, I was wondering if he's black with Blood, the... Blood Raven's men. That would way that, back. that would make sense. Like uh, I could see that happening. That would be a nice way to to fit it in. Like he's been around for a long time. He's still. Working for a same boss, <laughs> they call his he has a, he has, a, he has a full life, his job for life and afterlife too. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool if he was one of the Ravens. Yeah, isn't there like also the question of uh, what is it, Dark Sister, the uh, the Valerian Blade that's up north somewhere? Correct. Like the idea is that Blood Raven took it with him, right? Isn't that the yeah. interpretation, like or the theory? So, which. But why is that helpful though? Like I'm trying to think, like why is that useful that Dark Sisters up there? I guess because uh, well, it's Valerian steel. Another one is useful. I mean, John kills, already has one. Kills others easy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he can give it to Godfrey then. He he wanted one. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was some theory floating around that he was Brandon the Builder too. <laughs> oh no, you're right. The, the, that that was a theory that maybe is the more expansive. Oh, the old brand theory. Brand is every brand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, then you are aware of that. that that's the general the theory that like, but I think that takes away from the story. To be honest, I don't, I don't like that. Like, you go back. And you uh, I think it's just a crack theory that people yeah. have fun with. Yeah, but that's the just the most expansive one of the of the. Well, once you once you allow time travel, then there's just so much that can happen to the point that it kind of unravels the story. So I, I don't know. Like, uh, it could be done in a good way, but it's very difficult. So. 
Michelle C. I don't think that's but the problem. But it does seem wrote. like in line of, of maybe of George's writing because there is this idea that like cold hands has to be some sort of reveal, and it does seem in line with the way that George writes that he's going to be more clever than that, right? Like it's not going to be like, hey, this is Rob. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to make it like. I don't know, something that people would recognize. Like even the Blood Raven reveal was something that you have to have the backstory on, right? Yeah. To have even just been freaking out about it. I'm not like convinced we that Cold Hands is a big reveal though. Like I, I just No, and no, and I did, that's what that's what I think, right? It's not like I feel like there is the mystery shrouding his identity. It's not gonna be like some I don't know, some like some big plot device or some no, like major no. It's going to be like he was he was in Black Brother from a long time ago. Um, and it would make sense if he was one of the Raven's teeth, but I accept he's been that. dead. I'm going to dub that your theory, and I accept it. It's a, he's, he's a Raven's teeth guy. <laughs> I'm sure literally the last time I was on the podcast, I was like, nice, nah, Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's what everybody thought about after Storm of Swords and that cliffhanger mm-hmm. or whatever. But then after that, it's just like, oh, okay, it's just some guy. But uh, Just some dude. <laughs> So what else we got in this brand chapter? I think that's mainly it. I'm looking at my notes. I don't see anything else on it. Um, Cold Hands is not breathing, so that's mentioned, and they don't trust him. But yeah, he's because he's dead. He's just being used by uh, Blood Raven. Mm-hmm. Although it, it, I think we get more details on him later, but he's not like he's not like a a white. Like he still has some sentience. It seems it's not purely being controlled. So that that's interesting. But yeah. Um, well, isn't that like I'm about to reveal how long it's been since I read the books, but like, isn't that the kind of vibe that with like Caitlin? Mm, that is interesting. Like, just raised from the dead, but still dead, right? Like, yeah, that's an interesting point. I'd like to think of. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I think uh, is um, was was um, Dondarian breathing? Like, I, I don't remember. Like, was it or, or maybe they are breathing, but like, I think the blood flow stops moving. Or something like that. I mean, that, I mean, that's what cold hands is. His blood has stopped flowing, and so they all congealed in his extremities. So his hands are black or something. But I think I'm not sure of like to what degree. Yeah, are they still are they still breathing? Like, is it described that Caitlin is breathing or not? Or that I, I don't know off the top of my head. Well, you know, like with Barrick, right? It's, I think George has said like he's after his first death, like his heart doesn't beat. And blood doesn't flow through his oh, veins, right? Oh, that's true. I think I think that is mentioned, which is not a really good sign for John, is it? If he comes back that way, like <laughs> he's on borrowed time, isn't he? Like, yeah. Yeah. If 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 he comes back that way, but you no, know, that is again, yeah. Like the, the, they're basically all fired whites or something, right? Just a little bit different, but, but they're, they're more sentient though. Although the, the whites still have something, the, the whites still have knowledge because the, the white that was brought through the wall at the very start. Like knew where to go and stuff, so they, at least they were able to tap into his brain to like know like where the outline, the, ca- the outline of the castle lack, where the rooms were. <laughs> so you think when like this is all said and done and everything's solved, although the, John's is going to drop dead because like the magic done its job and it's ready to go. He may be on borrowed time. Like I mean, if, if his blood is not flowing, like no. well, so I mean, so with Barry. American, I guess with uh, with Lady Stoneheart or whatever, is a white animated by fire instead of by ice, right? Yes, and if, and if, if yeah, that exactly. That's that's I think that's the theory. Like uh, their their characteristics are a little bit different. Maybe that's why because 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 they're animated by fire, but they're still undead. Beric never fully came back, nor Caitlin. Like they're just animated, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if their blood is not flowing, they're just animated. Like and, and to me, it's on borrowed time. They're never going to be like a full human again. But then, like, 
are they are they not evil if they're mm. <laughs> if they're the fire Pokemon version? Yeah, well, I think I, th- I don't remember the details of, of that theory exactly, but that could be the idea. Yeah, they could also just be another evil. They're certainly struggling. Well, because yeah. Barrick seemed like he was chill, right? Like, yeah, you see, well, no, but, he wasn't doing whack shit. I mean, Lady Stoneheart might have been, but she was dead longer too. That's the thing too, and she was very, you know, very, very mad, dying, and just had mentally collapsed and all of that. But uh, Dondarrion was just slowly like losing his memories and stuff. But it wasn't clear if, if mm. he'd only died once and been brought back, he would have been okay. It was just the fact he died so many times, he kept losing his memories more and more. But, so uh, many yeah, times, and, yeah, and the idea yeah. that John but then, has war like cold hands. You know, when people say that he's a white, I'm like. Well, Mimi, you still there? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I got caught. You said cold hands is a white, yep. and then he got cut off. What happened after that? I was going to say, like, uh, but, you know, the theory of, like, cold hands being a white, like, he's not doing whack shit like the rest of them, right? Yeah, he's got some other consciousness. To, well, he's being controlled by, by Blood Raven, but he also seems to have a little bit more sentience to him. But mm. he's, he, what are you saying? Cold hands is close to what, uh, to what uh, you know, Varric Dondarrion and, and Caitlin are? Maybe. Uh that's an interesting. Yeah, more so than like the whites, but like you said, if he's being controlled by Blood Raven, then that would make sense. Mm. Yeah, it is interesting. Like, uh, I mean, we'll have, these are things we need to, for the next book to to figure out because it's all unknown. But it is interesting. And well, well, Victorian is Victorian also like that now, or is just his hand got fixed? Like he was he was like dying from his hand being infected, right? Is he also like in this mode? Like, is his blood still flowing? Well, I, I don't know that all all the fire magic works the same. It could mm. be just a different type of fire magic. He's still sleeping with the dusky woman, though, isn't he? Is after did he do that after transformation? I think so. Okay, so uh-uh. the blood's still flowing for him then. <laughs> oh, I see. That's <laughs> where you're going. No, I, I don't think Victorin you know, actually died and got, like, the kiss of death to bring back. No. It was just a different kind of spell. He got he an upgrade on, on his arm, basically. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't actually die. I think some people think he, he may have, but yeah. It's just an upgrade, basically. But anyway, that 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 is an interesting, you know, side chat out of this chapter. There's not much what? else in this chapter, really, but... What happened to Victorian's arm again? He grasped the sword in the middle of combat, I think, right? Like, he, he was gra- and then he got infected in his arm. Or in his hand anyway, and was moving up his arm, and then Mokoro was the was the red priest that he saved, right? And then like they did some kind of like magic, and he came out, and the hand was like black and powerful or something. Like it, it had like his, it was like so flowers. he was just like worm tail, like with a with a new arm. Yeah, he got an upgraded arm, and then he was like, didn't he throw the maester off board or something? Like <laughs> he's just like he, he's it's funny. He's like he's like he, Victorian is still believing in, in the drowned god or whatever, but he's still like okay, I'll we'll also like believe in the red god. He's like multi faith now. He's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got an upgrade to his arm. I wonder if there's artwork for that if they show. Yeah, I, I do wonder if 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 now that that arm has to be in service of the red god, if there's any sort of Cost. morality clause going on there. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, cer- he certainly is doing it just because it's useful to him. Like he's working with with Makaro together. Right now, or, or Makaro is using him, perhaps more likely. Like, right, Makaro's top of his class, and, and it's gonna time. be like Wormtail. It's gonna have a mind of its own, you know. Oh, <laughs> that's all we got for the chapter. But it was fun uh, chatting about it. It's good to chat with you again. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad we got uh, we got to do a record so you guys could see exactly how much I've forgotten about the series. But you know, it's just just hard because I can't like Google stuff anymore if I forgot a plot mm. point because. 
have all this. You can do Tower of the Hand. That's all you can really do. You can look at Tower of the Hand. Tower of the Hand is still canon? Yeah, it doesn't doesn't talk about Game of Thrones stuff. It just sticks to the cha- the chapter, the books. I just feel like I've been living in an alternate universe where it just it all just stopped here, you know? True. I mean, to be fair, most of the world is trying to forget the last few seasons, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people that were, that were show only or, or focused on the show have moved on, and it's back to book-focused people. And all, almost all these questions that we talked about today, we don't know the answer. I've watched Game of Thrones, but I don't know the answer to these theories because it just didn't get into it. It had it did not get into these details. So we don't know the answers. It didn't help us there. You didn't miss So they just stayed like focused on the main characters and not like... Yeah, we didn't figure out why anyone did, did anything. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't help for these these ones, but I guess it leaves more to enjoy in the next book. Yeah, and I do wonder if that part of that would have just been Martin's design anyway, right? Like, uh, you know, he hadn't really even worked out any of the kinks with some of the smaller characters. So if they didn't take the time to introduce any of these nuances, then that bodes well for him, right? But that's good. We'll get through it. We'll we'll get through these two books eventually. Cool. So you want to wrap us up? I don't know. Ashley, you do it. Um, oh you no. do the Kyle thing. Like what? Well, I. I don't think you've ever wrapped the episode up. <laughs> yeah, I've I'll, never I'll wrapped it up. That's, that's the thing. Like, I'll, I'll be, I just be like, okay, we're done. Bye. Yeah. But he he always <laughs> says all this stuff, and it's um. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll I'll say then. Well, thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> Ashley's like, do we have a website? Or- <laughs> We do have a website. Yeah, we have podcastmysfire.com. We have our Discord as well. I don't know how to. Well, I'll put the link up again with this episode for people to join our Discord. We got a good good amount of people in the Discord, and even Vassal's Kingsgrave as well have a Discord as well. They have a good group there. And podcastmysfire.com. We got on Twitter, APOIF, and Facebook, and, and on DeviantArt as usual. They, I'm sure they finished a reread months ago, probably. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 do, they are doing a really, they did a chapter by chapter, I think. Maybe, or maybe they did multiple chapters, but they are doing everything. Like, Vassal's the King's Grave. And that, that's kind of what we got into a bit in the, the podcasting 101 panel. Like, you should watch that, maybe, because it, it's just a general, it's only a one hour thing, but they just talking about podcasting, what they do. They, they, they do everything. They do like every. TV show out there that they're, they're reviewing it. There's like books they're reviewing. They're just super active. And I just feel proud to have been part of that, you know, the genesis for something like this. Like, I don't, I don't think there's another podcast out there like that. It's essentially just like an online internet radio. Like that, that's what it is. Like a radio station with like a hundred hosts. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. They've, they've been killing it and they've been around for like almost as long as we have. Right. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Cool. Well, good uh, talking to you both. And uh, here's to doing monthly records again. That's that's the goal. (laughs) Yeah, that'll happen. (laughs) Yeah. Well, now that you guys, now that I, you know, have a push notification, now that it's 2021 and we figured out how to communicate uh, in a medium other than email, got Discord to rescue. Like, even, yeah, once a month we could do it, I think. That's not for me. I'm busy, too. If we can get that in at least before school starts for you. Oh, well, that school starts pretty soon for me. But no, I mean, I, I think I can swing it. Sunday nights usually works really well for me. So I, w- I wouldn't be able to do weeknights no, anymore. Sunday. But Sunday Sunday nights, was, yeah. even, this, even this one ran a little long, honestly. We could have done it shorter, but it was, it was fun chatting. It was mm-hmm. so yeah, fun. it was good talking to y'all. So let me know. We'll just uh, try to coordinate with Kyle to get him on the next one. Sure. 
Okay. So let's do it before I, I forget instantly the contents of what I've already read. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Bye, y'all. Talk to you. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.